Welcome to the Central Live Podcast with Pastor Jim Caldwell. At Central Baptist Church in Phoenix City, Alabama, it's our mission to make disciples who make disciples. Let's join Pastor Jim as he shares today's message. What a great time of worship this morning. (sighs) Excited to be here with you, to share the Word of God with you. Uh, You know, I've said this so many times. I think I talk about it every time, but it's just so real. Uh, We're in the middle of coronavirus, and it's not easy for anyone. There's nobody in the whole world, I don't believe, that's not affected uh, by coronavirus. It's it's been quite a wake-up call. You know, last week we talked about this dangerous prayer of surrender. Did did you pray that this week? Did you ask God to just take you where you are and use you where you are? Because I want to encourage you. I want to hear some God stories, okay? We're going to put up a link that you can uh, put in, click on it. It'll take you to God stories. You can also text God story to 334 384-1999, and then fill out the little uh, link there. would love for you to do that. I'd love to let the church know how God's working through this time, and I want to encourage you in that. Hey, also, uh, Mother's Day is coming. I'm trying not to forget. It's hard, you know, in coronavirus to remember all that, but uh, Mother's Day is coming, and we want you to do a video, uh, a video just a tribute to your mom, really short. You can even say, I love you, mom, something. Send it to tech at centrallive.org, tech, T-E-C-H, at centrallive.org before May 6th, and we'll try to include it in our montage of videos. So I uh, want you to be a part of that. Ah, can't wait to hear how God's working. See, no matter how big the trial is, No matter what's going on, God is working. Do you believe that? Say amen if you believe that. God is working. And and this is his plan A. This is not plan B. God knows exactly what's going on. And we're here uh, as part of his calling on our lives to be disciples of Jesus and to reach out and to love people in the midst of the trial and the trouble. so no matter how big things are, God's with us. He's, he's with you. If you're a believer, you're a follower of Christ, He is with you. He is not going to leave you, forsake you ever. And so you can count on it. Today's message is called Faith Works. Faith Works. And it comes out of the book of James. We're going to talk about that uh, in just a minute. You know, James is this very hard-hitting, very practical book. Uh, but man, I tell you what, James, it, it's, it's, he slaps it. Uh, together. Uh, I want us to look at trials, and I want us to see how true faith handles trials, okay? How true faith handles trials, and we can all measure our faith up against what James is talking about today. So in James chapter 1 verse 1, it says this, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes who are dispersed abroad, greetings. Well, it starts out, James, uh, there's several Jameses in the Bible, and so I want to tell you which one this is. This is James, the half-brother of Jesus, okay? 
that wrote the book of James. We're, we're almost 100% sure about that. Uh, this book was written to the church. Obviously, they had been scattered. It says dispersed. They had been dispersed. They had been scattered about. And so there was persecution going on. The church was scattered all over, and they were looking for direction. And so James is bringing some direction. Verse 2 says this, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Is that your normal reaction? To consider it all joy when you encounter various trials? The Greek word here means to count it as a fact. The, the Greek word for consider means to count it as a fact. It, it, uh, in other places, some versions use the word reckon. <laughs> I reckon so. I reckon it to be true. What that means is I believe it enough that, that I believe it and I'm going to act on it. I'm going to consider it to be true. Even though my feelings may not feel it, uh, what, what's going on around me may not look like it, I'm going to consider it. I'm going to count it as being a fact. All joy when you encounter various trials. Uh, I think coronavirus might be considered a various trial. What do you think? I, I think so. Might be considered one of those. So what does that mean? It means we're to count it all joy. But you say, Pastor Jim, PJ, come on. Look at what's going on in my life. I, I can't count it all. Look, look at what's happening. I don't have a job. Stuff's going really bad. I, I can't even go see my grandmother. All this bad stuff's happening. That's why the word consider, the word reckon, to count it, as a fact. See, you count it as a fact because what you're doing is you're counting on this. You're counting on God's Word. You're counting on what He says is true over how you feel or, or even what you, what you see, right? You believe it. And, and He says, count it all joy. Well, you know, that doesn't mean, okay, that we jump for joy, excited uh, about the trial, but that we recognize God's in control in the midst of it. And that we choose joy over fear. Man, can you do that? If you're a believer in Christ, you have it within you to do that. You recognize God's in control. You live out of that and, and you choose joy. You have to choose it. It's not something that just happens. Let, let's look at uh, verses 2 and 3 together now. I'm going to put them together for you. It says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. It produces endurance. Our response to trials shows our faith in God. Do you trust God or not? Uh, because trials will either lead you to faith or to fear, one or the other. So how, how's your faith walk going right now? How's your faith walk going through the midst of what's going on right now? Is your faith wavering? And if it is, how do you get it back on track? Well, I want us to look at that today. Let's look and see if we can't uh, figure out how to do it. Again, in that verse we were just in, it says, consider it all joy. Consider, again, is that you count it as a fact. That means it's an act of your mind and an act of your will. You, you have to make that happen. It, you, you have to believe it into existence because it doesn't feel 
like that. It doesn't feel like that's the way it should go. It means choosing faith in Jesus over your emotions. Emotions, y'all, are just responders to what's going on around you. They're not always truth. This word is always truth. Always. A hundred percent. And if, if James says, uh, and in James saying it, it means that God's saying it to us, to count it all joy, we can do that. We're supposed to do that. that that's supposed to be our, our default as Christians. Count it all joy. God's allowing us to go through a trial. He's going to use it as for His glory. It means choosing His truth over how you're feeling. Now, let's put these three verses together. James 1, 2 through 4. Okay? Count it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. See, as followers of Jesus, we are perfect and complete. And we are lacking in nothing. We have everything we need to live the Christian life. We surely do. But you know what? While we're here on earth, we're still in process of becoming like Jesus. Who we actually are on the inside is we're complete. In Christ, we're complete. But on the outside, in this temporal world, we're always becoming, we're growing, we're learning. And this is a process. This is a process of going through of growth through trials. See, the process is three steps found in these three verses. In verse 2, it says, Consider it all joy when the trials come. See, that's an act of the mind and of the will. you you got to say, okay, God, I, I, I don't understand this. I don't see why it's happening. But, but Lord, I choose joy over fear. I choose joy over worry. I choose joy over anything else because I know you said, you've said it to be true. You said it to be true. So that's what we find in verse 2. In verse 3, we find the second one that says trials test our faith. They prove it out. See, and we grow with endurance. We, we grow with endurance in verse 3 there. It says trials test our faith and this testing our faith gives us endurance. Endurance is something you need. Uh, I know I am not a runner, nor the son of a runner. Okay, I, I've never, that's never been my thing. But I do know this, you can't just start out and say you're going to run 26.2 miles. You can't just start out and say, I'm going to run a marathon and then go out and do it. Because you'd never make it to, 20, to mile 26. But what you do is you build up. You build up uh, endurance in you to make it to the 26.2 miles. Now, I know that in my head. It's never going to happen in this body, but, but that's, what, that's what happens, right? You build up endurance. It is the exact same way in your Christian life. You are building endurance trials. This is how we grow, y'all, is through the trials, through the tribulation, through the junk, is how God grows us and gives us endurance to be able to face the next thing. Because can I tell you, the next thing's coming. I mean, I'm, you know that. You've been in life long enough to know that, right? The next thing is coming. There is going to be something else. There's going to be another trial, another tribulation, another thing happen as days progress. That, that's just life. That is life in a sinful world, a world that has evil. It, it, it's just trials are going to happen. Trials are going to happen. It's normal. 
See, God uses them as a part of our spiritual growth. He, he uses these trials. So these trials are invaluable in our faith walk. Doesn't feel invaluable sometimes, does it? Doesn't always feel that way, I know. See, we're all in the midst of big trials, but I'm glad, I'm glad that we serve this big God, okay? We serve a big God, and I want us to look at a real faith. What happens to a real faith when trial hits, trials hit, okay? So I want you to turn in your Bibles over James chapter 1. We're going to look down a little further in verse 22 through 24. Here it goes. It says, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he looked at himself and gone, he immediately forgets what kind of person he was. Let's look a little closer at verse 22 for a minute. It says, Prove yourselves to be doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. Doers. That means that when the Word speaks something to us, to our heart, and we know something to be right, it means that we, we do it. Uh, now, here's the thing. You've you got to be careful with this because so many people are taking the book of James in the wrong way. See, this isn't a legalistic following of the Word that, okay, he said, i got to do it. I, you know, I hate it, but this is what i got to do to make God happy. That's not truth, okay? What, what is true is that God looks at our hearts. Have y'all heard that before? God looks at our hearts. And, and He wants the motive of why we serve Him, the, our motive, our, our, the depths of our heart, to do what's in this book because we love Him and we know it's what's best for us, not because we have to. See, that's legalism. Because we have to is legalism. Because we desire to with all of our hearts because we want to intimately know this God better. We want to know Him more. And when, when that happens, when you, when you know Him more, that's how these trials produce endurance. It produces endurance. See, if, if, you, if you're just acting on the Word of God, because you have to and not because your heart wants to, that's not a real faith. That's not a real faith. That's called legalism. And it's not a saving faith according to the book of James. We're going we're gonna to look at that a little bit closer. Look at verses 23 and 24 again with me. It says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror, and once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has for immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. It's like you look in the mirror and you see, and the minute you step away, you really don't know who you are because you don't have a saving faith. You, you don't know who you really are. See, when you're, when you're doing from your heart because you love the Lord, because you appreciate what He's done for you, because He is so good to you, because He loves you, when, when you love Him from your heart, you're going to be a doer of the Word. You can't help it. It's part of who you are as a believer in Christ, as a follower of Christ. You, you can't be a follower of Christ and do what you want to. You can't be a follower of Christ and do what you want to. 
See, that's not a saving faith. Look at verse 25 with me, James 1.25. It says, but one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, uh, this man will be blessed in what he does. This man will be blessed in what he does. See, this perfect law that's spoken of here, what's kind of hard to understand is it's not really a law. Because we think of law as being, okay, you got to do this no matter what. But, but what, this, what this is talking about isn't that. And, and he also says the law of liberty. Uh, can I tell you the law of liberty is not a law either. It's not a law. It's really more of a principle. It's more of a principle. Uh, uh, Paul went to great lengths in his writings to tell us that we are no longer under the Mosaic law. So it's not like another rule that's set down for us to do. We're no longer under the law. That's what Paul went to great lengths in Romans and Galatians to tell us about this so that we can understand that it's not about what we do. It's not about just doing. But James is kind of the other side of the coin, y'all. James is the other side of the coin. In Paul's world, it's about... It's about what Jesus has done for us. It's what he's done, and it's from us. And in James's world, he's just saying, hey, because of what's happened in your heart, you're to be a doer. He's not talking about a legalistic law of following. In fact, this law of liberty, what is it? Or this perfect law, Paul talks about the same thing. In fact, we're going to be studying this passage next week. It's Galatians 6. Uh, let's look at verse 2 for just a second. It says, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Fulfill the law of Christ. Again, the law of Christ, the perfect law, the law of liberty. They're not laws. They're not different laws that we have to adhere to. But it's this concept. It's this concept that we are to love others above ourselves. It's this concept that love trumps everything else. You ever thought of it that way before? That's what this is talking about. It's talking about love trumps everything. So when you start loving others like Jesus loved you, when you start caring about people like Jesus cares for you, that's the law of liberty, the law of the perfect law. That's the law of Christ is talking about here. It's just love. Hey, that's pretty easy, isn't it? Not too hard, not too difficult to understand. See, the law of Christ, it's just this concept. You know what that means? That we practically minister to people. We care for others uh, above ourselves. Uh, back to James 1.25 for a second. It says, but one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in all that he does. This man will be blessed in what he does. Are you an effectual doer? That means, are you an effective doer? Are, 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 is Jesus working through you to minister to other people and care for other people? Because people with a true saving faith, that, that's where their heart is. Now, We've all had ups and downs in our Christian lives and, and maybe uh, a little backsliding or something. But can I tell you, if you know Jesus, 
If you have a relationship with God through Jesus, you can't just turn it away and turn it, turn it off. And again, I've said this before, there's no such thing as fire insurance as a get-out-of-hell-free card. Having a saving faith in Christ means that He's living in you, through you, as you, and you will, you will be serving Him. Because what James is saying is, you, you don't have a real faith if you're not. Your faith's phony. It's just religion. It's just a phony facade. God doesn't deal with facades. Y'all remember the Pharisees? They were the same way. They were very religious. Man, the most religious people on earth. But they had no relationship with the Father. In fact, they persecuted and killed Jesus, didn't they? They did. They did. So do you have a saving faith? Do you have a faith that's going to last? That's going to last in eternity? Because if, if you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you don't have that. And when you do have that, faith works. You do something. You can't sit still and, and let injustice go by. You can't sit still and, and, and let everyone suffer and you be in good shape. You can't. You, you have to. It, it's, it's, it's in you. It's who you are. When the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, that is who you are. That's who you are. James has a little bit more to say about faith in chapter 2. I want you to turn there with me. James 2, verses 17 and 18. It says, Even so faith, if it has no works, is dead. Did y'all hear that? Say it with me. Even so faith, if it has no works, is dead. Can I tell you, a dead faith is not a saving faith, y'all. A dead faith is not a saving faith. It's not one that's going to get you to heaven. It's not one that's going to give you life here and now. Verse 18. But someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works and I will show you my faith by my works. See, faith isn't just believing a set of facts about God. Faith isn't just believing facts about God, that he died, rose again, all that. That's not faith. That's just knowing a set of facts. That's not faith at all. See, you, you have to have, faith is this active, it's a growing relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's this growing relationship. See, so many people have taken James's writings to say, well, it sounds like you can earn your salvation this way. Let me, let me tell you something. You can't. In fact, God's not impressed by our works. Our works have to come out of our faith in God. Real works, they come out of faith. They come out of you believing. And then you're just working. You're serving Him in the ways that He's gifted you, talented you, given you ways to serve. He will lead you and show you exactly what you need to do. You don't have to make up things to do for God. Even though you can work really hard in your flesh and do lots of really nice things, good things, never will you please God in your flesh. Never. 
You can't please God. The only way you can please God is through having that relationship with Him. That's it. That's the only way. That's the only way. Look at verses 19 and 20, James chapter 2. It says, you believe that God is one, you do well. The demons also believe and shudder. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? See, just believing a set of facts isn't enough. If it was, all the demons would be saved. Because you see what it says? It says, the demons also believe. They, ha- they know the facts. Demons know the facts. They're not saved. Anybody who knows the facts, that has nothing to do with salvation. Nothing to do with a relationship with God, knowing the facts. Can I tell you, when I was nine years old, I walked down an aisle and I knew all the facts. But I ended up not coming into relationship with God until I was 28 years old. See, you can know all the facts and you can do all the religious stuff, but not have that relationship with Him that each and every person was designed, designed to have that relationship. He wants an intimate, personal relationship with you. See, faith isn't just believing a set of facts. A real faith is a faith that works. It's a faith that works. Is your faith a real faith? A faith that's going to hold up under the trials of life under coronavirus and whatever comes after, is your faith ready to weather the storm? Because only a real faith, a faith that works, a faith that the relationship is everything, that He is your life, that's the only thing that works. That's the only thing. And that's what a saving faith looks like. Hey, I'm going to ask the the band to come right now. We're coming to a time of response. Listen, if you don't have a saving faith, I want you right now, I want you to call 334-298-0923. And when the operator picks up, do extension 110 to receive Jesus right now. Man, we've got counselors that are waiting. They'd love to hear from you. 334-298-0923, extension 110. See, Jesus will give you everything that you need when you surrender to Him. When you surrender to Him, when you give Him everything, He is all you need. Maybe today you have a saving faith, but man, you need to get your focus back on God. You've been filled with worry, filled with fear, filled with all the stuff the world's selling right now. It's time to take the ground back, y'all. It's time to tell Satan to get away and to claim the Word of God, to claim His truth, to claim joy instead of fear. I'm going to pray in just a minute, and after this prayer, I want you just to commit your heart as you see fit. Listen, if you've taken your eyes off Jesus and and you need to get them back on, I I want you to call that number as well, 0923 extension 110, talk to a counselor. Or you can text even, text PRAY to 334-384-1999. Right now, we've got people standing by waiting to hear from you. As the Lord leads you, I want to encourage you. Don't let this moment pass 
without acknowledging what God's doing in your heart and do what He wants you to do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to You this morning, I thank You, Lord, that Lord, You are so good to have offered us salvation through Your Son, Jesus. Through His perfect, sinless life, dying on the cross to take our place, God. And that you raised him from the dead to give us his life so that we can have life here and now and life eternal. God, what a blessing. Lord, I I pray. I pray that you would, Lord, move in hearts right now. Lord, and as you move, let people respond to the Holy Spirit in the way that, that, Lord, you're leading. And God, we give you all the praise and glory today. Thank you for all you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Central Live podcast. If you'd like more information, visit our website at centrallive.org.